0: Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. And this has been such a great episode. I'd like to thank our sponsors and we have, uh, I'd like to thank you, the listener, and we'll see you next week. This episode is about <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of shortcuts. I just took a shortcut to the end of it, um, bypassing all the chitter chatter that we normally do. I, my name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friends, Richard hello, and Michael. Howdy. Mitchard and Michael. Uh, debate and deliberate the most ubiquitous uh, aspects of a variety of topics this week. It's Shortcuts.
1: Who chose it? That's my choice. Okay. Okay. The man. Yeah. Uh, I chose it. Well, for one particular, it's going to be one of my choices. It'll probably be my first choice so I can get to it. But um, Shortcuts are often interesting in terms of uh, either what you kind of perceive them to be, whether something that you're like, this is just a quicker path to get someplace or whether they are uh, like a cheat in life or yeah. something that one engages in to um, bypass the hardships in order to achieve some sort of glory. And um, or, you know, it, it could be anything. It could be anything to get from point A to point B without or maybe point A to point C without going through point B first. Mm-hmm. And okay. um, I think that they are kind of like the idea of a shortcut is kind of like it can be pretty innocent, but it could also be kind of maybe, um, naively innocent in that, uh, maybe you're fucking yourself up
0: to. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. Awesome. Uh, this is a fun topic. All right. So, uh, Michael chose the topic. So Richard starts.
2: All right. So my first choice is kind of based on the concept that at least in terms of actual physical shortcuts, mm. like trying to get from point A to point B, that there is no such thing as a true shortcut anymore. Uh, because we all have GPS, and we all kind of live by that. And we kind of just go whichever way GPS takes us. Mm-hmm. So even if with GPS winds up taking us on a, say, a, a route through back streets versus the main road that we were going to take, we don't really think of that as a shortcut anymore, I don't think. We just think of that as that's the route that it's Google Maps told me to go, or Ways, so that must be the right one. Yeah. And it got me thinking about what back in our day, back before GPS <laughs> on phones. And everyone here in Los Angeles, at least that I knew. I know what had, you're their, <laughs> had their trusty Thomas Brothers map. Yeah. <laughs> and that was yeah. yeah, and that was how you got around traffic. As if you were stuck in traffic, you sat there and you had it in the passenger seat of your car and you quickly tried to whip open to the right grid right page that accompanied the correct grid on the uh, map and would sit there and trying to figure out, okay, I think that if we're going, instead, if I get off the 101 here at at Lancashire, and then I can take this here and maybe go across the mountain, go over the hill this way. Yeah, that should be a shortcut. That's going to be easier (laughs) than the 101. Now, whether or not it was ever actually faster than the 101, who the hell knows? Half the time you wind up getting yourself in worse traffic or lost or whatever. Where if you would have just stayed on the 101, you probably would have got there at just about the same time. It's exactly, that's
1: exactly, it is the 101 is exactly true. There is no better path than just being on, even if you're stuck in traffic, you're all the other things that uh, get in your way, whether they're traffic lights and street signs and all that stuff, it's
2: the exact same amount of time. Yeah, because v- Riverside ventura whatever you happen to be taking it's just as bad it's just (laughs) as many people who have the same thought as you as which is oh let me get off this freeway and i'll because i'm joe smart i know how to get around this because i've got my thomas guide Mm -hmm. (laughs) no it just never invariably it never worked out
0: you know it makes me think about shortcuts as being uh either oh as, as things that are functions of the uh Prevalence and emergence of time as something that people give a crap about, and I was talking with uh, my sister the other day about the importance of time uh, emerging after there's like industry and the idea that haste makes waste, and um, um, you know we should all work hard and and um, the importance of labor. That's something that has existed for eons, but. Time is something that is uh, is kind of a twentieth century, or I guess I guess a nineteenth century, with the kind of advent of railroads and, and things like that. Is something that has become a little bit more important. And I think if you lived in Hawaii or Louisiana or something, and you were the <laughs> guy. You were the guy who knew all the shortcuts. People just look at you and go, "Why we don't do anything here?" <laughs> just you know. Uh, but uh, I, I find that really interesting. How how in what eras and what um, um, milieu is, is a shortcut um, respected because it saves time uh, versus t- places or, or eras where they just don't give a damn about it?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're certainly obsessed with faster, quicker, getting yeah. some point A to point B as fast as possible mm-hmm. versus, you know, when the 110 freeway here in Los Angeles was built, it was built to, to to go 45, 55 miles per hour, it's oh, not it? built. It not? Yeah. I mean, that's why when you get out of, off the one, when you get on the stretch from downtown to Pasadena, which is the original mm-hmm. stretch, why it's really windy. And there's all those weird curves oh, yeah. and blind, blind corners and all that stuff. Cause you're not meant to take that going 70
0: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah. you know, y- you wouldn't build a freeway like that anymore.
1: Um, Richard, uh, I guess I'll ask this question of Jeff too. Richard, have you ever, because I doubt Jeff you ever have, but Richard might, could have been. Did you ever get stuck in a car with our good friend Scott while he was engaged in something he has termed jazz driving? Yes. (laughs) It's exciting. Yes. At some point. um, Please explain jazz driving. uh, Scott believed that he um, was very good at getting from place to place in his car. And um, he... uh, wouldn't necessarily take the direct route there, but he would engage in an effort to get there as quick as possible um, through uh, what he called jazz driving, which is basically trying to find the secret way that he thought that he knew was the best way. And it's just, you're just hanging on for dear life in the back seat of the car. (laughs) It's a zigzagging kind
0: of, yeah, he's just going
1: like from street to street to get from, you know, the West side to the East side or, north side to the south to the valley to, to wherever and it's just like you're just like ah uh, just can we just get on the 101 just bear with the traffic for a
2: little if bit if you if you've ever played the game crazy taxi very similar to that
0: i love it you okay. know i shortcuts in uh other processes like like editing um, shortcut keys if you're the guy who knows all mm. those things you're the best editor mm. there is <laughs> that's a real important thing all right, shortcuts, cool. All right, to Winfield.
1: Well, uh, my first choice is the one that kind of inspired uh, this thought, which is, uh, so, my company had recently moved to a new office, and, um, you know, when you're in a new like office park, you're kind of unsure of where your office is initially located. So you park your car uh, in the parking lot, and you're kind of like looking around. And the thing that I noticed initially was like, you know you're walking along the sidewalk and obviously there's a part where you make a right turn and it's headed to the sidewalk. But in between where you're making a right turn, there is grass or there is like a bush and invariably you're going to turn right. But there's this little walked path through the shrubbery that has been (laughs) created by (laughs) humans who are just trying to shave off one tenth of one second of their life. And this is something that I remember seeing literally every place that I've worked, every like college camp, like my college that in UCSB, I just recall all the little paths that were laid out and all of like the, you know, the manicured lawns and uh, grasses and trees and bushes and everything. There's always just some path that shaved the smallest amount of time that have just become like the Native American trail that you take through uh, your college or your uh, work campus to get to <laughs> uh, someplace half a second faster. Yeah. And I and, have uh, found that I do the same. I like, there's like a little gap between a bush where my car is parked. And it's like, well, I'm just going to go through there. And I thought, oh God, how many other people have taken this just it saves three seconds instead of going around to just cut right through this bush. And this thing is just going to perpetually widen up and create, and it's just going to grow naturally and expand. Mm -hmm. And just, I just thought of all the different places around a city or a school or a workplace where someone has just like, I'm saving three and a half seconds, just trampled over all of this, like (laughs) 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 all of the, all of the bushes and grasses. And uh, I don't know that was, that was what made, made me think, Oh, this is, what a useless shortcut for someone to take. But then again, so many people have had that same thought that it's enough. It's yeah. enough for people to, to do this thing.
0: Yeah. Have you, I have, uh, speaking of shortcuts, are my perceived shortest route walking to school as a kid was very different than the route I took on the way home. Like mm. it it should be the same, right? Unless somehow traffic changed or there was a street that was had more, tr- whatever but it was just how i perceived it to be um, on the way home i just didn't want to walk that way it seemed shorter it seemed shorter coming 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 from school um, have you heard of the term boreens? the 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 paths that livestock cross or create on their way to water holes mm. and things like that Mm-mm. and in some cases they eventually just become roads because that's is the most heavily traveled um, path i think it's wow. gaelic term or something so it it would be the path that cows might take or sheep to take to go to a creek or something to drink water and then eventually and that might have predated um uh um you know culture (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah and but when the when the the people come around with their wagons and their cars and things like they just make those into streets because the, the, the dog the, the, they're already, the, they already flat enough. Yeah. They're already flattened. The animals already found the shortest, the shortest way. Some woolly color. mammoth
1: has already come through here and yeah. like squished it down. They're like, South. okay, well, let's put a cart on this bitch. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hold Oops. on a second, guys. Hold on. I got a call. Let me just one second.
0: Okay. It's showbiz. It's showbiz calling us. Yeah, do you have a podcast uh, maybe where you guys rate the top four? <laughs> Does it ramble? Talk about
1: useless. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, we got it. You got kids <laughs> interrupting? You got cat something outside? Yeah,
0: it's not, it's not diverse, is it? Nope. No, no, no it's no. three-way.
1: The <laughs> <Be> anti-diverse. <laughs> reverse, is
0: reverse. Reverse, reverse.
1: Uh, oh, man. You should, I mean, literally, you should have seen this kid's eyes when he was playing Jurassic Park, the shooting game. He was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and he was really interested in like the, zo- the AMC Walking Dead zombie game, and we're we're like, no, what you can murder is dinosaurs. dinosaurs. You can blow them to bits <laughs> with this gun that freezes them and then shatters them into a zillion pieces. But <laughs> what you cannot play is the zombie game. The zombie game where you That's potentially hypocrisy. freeze them. And, Come on, yeah.
0: <laughs> what if it was zombie? Um, is it the zombie that you don't like? If it was the zombies, T Rexes, would that be?
1: bad he can be a little um like he watched star wars tonight right and for the longest time he's had this fear of the uh the trash compactor scene oh yeah but we found out tonight that it wasn't he wasn't afraid of the scene in total it was just the scene where like the dianoga comes in and pulls luke under the water
0: yeah
1: this he's like i want to watch it where they're getting crushed (laughs) i'm fine with that all right, let's give Richard a All couple right. seconds.
2: Unmute Richard. How about that? Sorry about that, guys. I had an Instacart yeah. order and they couldn't get through the gate.
0: Oh.
2: the, mad of the wild dogs. Arr, arr. Yes, wild dogs. the hyenas that we have <laughs> patrolling the uh, compound. What's that? Uh, big, what's the big gate that comes down in
1: a castle that just? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the portcullis. You have to, yeah. like, you have to like, hand crank it. Somebody. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah uh
0: okay so it's wait is it do we are we done with it richard we was return. finishing
1: up a thought with something but i don't remember what it was or maybe you were we were talking about elephants trampling um the ground
0: yeah okay um yeah so that's how so sometimes hey i guess uh, animals would, would an animal even think that's a shortcut or they think that's that's just uh going to get the food and the water yeah I
2: don't I don't think animals think like that they're Bill, billy keen from the family circus taking a circuitous <laughs> route they just they just go wherever they're going to go
0: <laughs> all right well that's a that's a fun reference so speaking of billy keen what, what's your next one
2: Rick? all right my second one is just it's, it's a quick one um it's just a little almost like a life pro tip um as a shortcut If you ever have a chance to get the pre-chopped veggies instead of having to chop your own veggies, oh my God, what a difference this makes in cooking. I don't know how many times I've sat down and looked at a recipe and it says to dice five, Mm. you know, three onions. And it's just like, great. This is the part of cooking that I hate, is all this prep work, busy work, chopping bullshit. So it's, I think if you always have a store instead of, having just the onions or tomatoes or celery or whatever it happens to be. If you go out and get those the pre-chopped veggies that come in little clamshells, that will save you not just so much time, but so much headache. And it makes cooking so much more enjoyable. It's probably, to my mind, other than having actually sharp knives versus dull knives, mm-hmm. it's the one thing you can do to make, your cooking experience exponentially better.
1: You know that's we, um, funny.
0: Oh, go Michael. Yeah,
1: that's right. We have a, a one in particular recipe that we uh, make is like this um, butternut squash cherry tomato sauce kind of red pepper thing that's just delicious. Over with like a like a parmesan chicken thing. But the, the one aspect of it that I will not do is the butternut squash and try to peel that goddamn vegetable right and 100 percent will um go buy the pound and a half pre-chopped butternut squash and whenever i see it does it's not always in like our ralph store but if i see it like another grocery store i'm like i i gotta get it we're making it this week yeah because it's here and i see this thing and this has driven our purchases
2: yeah absolutely it's 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 a game changer when you have the ability when you have when you see something that you know you're going to use and it's pre-chopped jump on that
0: yeah you guys are cooking, which is more effort than I want <laughs> to expend. <laughs> but it also
2: sounds like what the, the case is a
0: shortcut is just a, uh, in this case, there's multiple tiers of effort there. And shortcut, this shortcut is just kind of helping you get to the fun part quicker. So yes.
2: That's that's cool. Yeah, it's helping you get to the fun part quicker. It's a cutting down on time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you may spend 3 bucks versus $0.50 cents if you got the same amount of actual just. Mm. Onions, but is your time worth an effort worth two dollars and fifty cents? I think it probably is.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Did you go for the pre chewed food too? Like that's
2: semi pre chewed. I do, I do, I do do, do want some, some mastication happening. Somebody
0: gummed on it, they had an old person gum
2: on it, (laughs) just just wetted it down for me so it's nice and moist.
0: Uh, Winfield, what's your second? Cheat. Uh, my second,
1: it. yeah. Uh, my second choice is a personal thing that happened to me. Um, it's the German word for shortcut, which is Abkürzen. And oh. um, a number of years ago, I was visiting my my mom and my stepfather in um, Austria. And uh, my mom is a voracious hiker. She is the person. She has always been the most fit person that I ever experienced or will ever know. She, you know, I, I think I've talked about how. Um, you know, in her mid thirties, she just decided that she was going to start bodybuilding and within like a year and a half became like, uh, miss natural Olympia, or I-, I forget all the different titles that she'd won, but she's just a very active, uh, tiny woman. And at some point I was visiting when I was like 18, 19 years old, I think a summer of college. And I hadn't seen her in a couple of years and we were going to go on this hike and we went on a lot of hikes and a lot of walks and she lives in the kind of austrian Alps sort of area of austria kind of borders kind of uh italy a little bit and we were just walking up this one gigantic goddamn hill <laughs> and there was like a road that we were following to get to the park and she said well uh well let's might not have been her but it might have been my, my stepdad who said like well let's take a shortcut and instead of going like, started winding up this road that they used to take literally these gigantic cows up and down these roads, it was like, well, let's just go up the hill directly. Maybe it'll, it's a bit more strenuous, but it'll take, you know, a third of the time rather than winding around. And I was like, okay, let's do this. I'm 19 years old, I'm vigorous. Oh, but all, the only thing you have to do is you have to crawl under these cow wires. And I'm like, what well, cow wire? And like electrified <laughs> fences and of course get under the first one fine go up the hill you know and it's a 35 degree angle and then try to climb under this cow wire to get to this next and immediately get shocked oh no and just like just voltage of wire that is used to like keep cows in line and it was just like this is the worst thing we've ever done (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't believe I got shocked trying to save like a few minutes and of spending quality time with like my mom and my stepdad hiking up a mountain and like, I listened to this guy who just told me, let's just do this. And so for the rest of the trip, and for the rest of my life, I've had this image of Upcurson of any time you just want to make like this ridiculous shortcut that you know there's a little bit of danger in it too. I there was like literally on each side of the road was like this cow wire. And of course on the way back down the hill, oh well let's just do it again. We crawl over these <laughs> things and then we end up like sliding down this hill in like cow shit. That is just and it's just disgusting. Or I did at least. I don't remember if anybody else got slipped and fell in mm-hmm. this this entire mountainside of like cow poop and dung and you're just like, oh, I feel so awful. I was shocked going up and I'm shit on going down. And it's just like <laughs> oh, just take take the roads.
2: Just
1: take. Uh, just stay on the stay on the path. So, how much was, of a life insurance? A
2: life how much of a life insurance policy did your mom and stepdad have on <laughs> That's you? That's a very good question. It was in
1: euros, so I yeah. don't know. I don't know what the conversion was. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: but I don't know. Just forever shortcut and this German words in my head for of like, uh, someone's trying to tell me something.
0: Were you? I know you have described yourself as somewhat of an indoor kid. Uh, yeah. Were. Were you um, um, challenged? You you sound like you were enthusiastic to go out on this hike to begin with. No,
1: I'll say this. Ever since I was like 12 or 13 years old, I would go on these super long walks with uh, my mom and my stepdad, mm -hmm. like in the valley, like after school, like coming home out of like a junior high, we'd go on walks through the like the you know studio city north hollywood hills and our walks would be two to three hours long wow so i have i have tremendous calves <laughs> at the time at least i did uh i was always in decent shape at, at least when i uh got into uh, no musculature it, it didn't work out at all but like i <laughs> i knew i knew what i knew what a walk uh, with my parents would yeah. entail so it's not like this was anything too out of the ordinary because we'd go up um I don't know if you live in LA and you walk up like the, any any part of like the hills going over into Hollywood, like the Donnas, the like Donna Paquita or Donna whatever, just these hills that are in like an 85 degree angle and you, <laughs> you're walking them using grappling hooks. Mm-hmm. It felt like so. So I'm not
0: going to uh, ask for a shortcut here. I'm going to go through all the halftime spiel. Which uh, is imploring you to share the podcast
2: with Sean <laughs> <a laughs> <little laughs> <little laughs> little- little- Machina, uh, the world's fastest talker. Little- little- <laughs> <laughs> he's going to start talking about micro machines.
0: <laughs> uh, so uh, now Richard's going to let us know his third.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, my third choice uh, is video game shortcuts, hmm. okay. and very specifically, the warp pipes in Super Mario Brothers. Also, my third pick. Whoa. Nice, awesome. Yeah, wow. I, I, I just remember how much, how much I desperately wanted to beat Super Mario Brothers when I was a kid. Yeah. And you kind of learned that lesson about the pipes and how it can get you. You hit the right pipe, it can get you pretty much straight to the finish line. And so I did it, and I felt good about myself. And then you say, hey, "I beat my Super Mario Brothers." Did you use the warp pipes? And there's like this just wall of shame. And it comes (laughs) over to you like, yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, that doesn't count. What? Uh, You're right. And then you have to go and try and beat it the real way, quote unquote. And it's just like if if the people who made Super Mario Brothers didn't want you to use the work pipes, they wouldn't put them there. (laughs) It's not my fault. That we figured that somebody figured this out and they kind of spread it through. God knows how that got spread when we were kids. It wasn't like you could go on Reddit and see a shortcut list mm-hmm. or something like that. It was just like no, have... some kid at school found out and then told somebody else. And next thing you know, every kid at school knows which work pipe goes to what level.
1: You'd have to, you'd have to uh, have like a subscription, which I did, to the Super Nintendo Magazine. Mm or not the Super Nintendo, but Ninten- the Nintendo. Nintendo Power.
2: Nintendo, Nintendo Power.
1: Power. Yeah, for sure. This is on my list because uh, there was a time that my good friend Eric, who lived across the street, wasn't allowed to have a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo. He wasn't allowed to have a video game system, although he was allowed to play video games on a computer at any time he wanted to.
0: Huh. He couldn't have a console. He had like
1: either. he had like an Apple II. He had like an Apple II, and then he just constantly got his dad's hand-me-down like he got a 286 then a 386 then a 486 like everything like he just got his dad's when his dad would upgrade
2: so what i'm hearing is he could play video games but they all had to be typing tutor <laughs> yeah we did a lot of
1: uh, uh whatever that uh, scorched earth we played a ton of um but i remember at some point we were in a hurry to get someplace with his parents but he but i told him that i could beat mario brothers in like five minutes i don't know who's exactly five minutes but I was. i remember just doing just blasting through going to world one one then one two then taking the warp pipe from one two to four one then going to four two then going to eight one and just running through this thing for us to get to who knows what we we're probably going to like swenson's we we're probably doing something with his little brother or i mm-hmm. don't know but like my it was such an important like speed run type thing just to we had to do this one thing so we could just go with his parents someplace to go get dinner at like five o'clock at night or whatever. (laughs) Um, But like, yeah, I don't need to play all the really hard levels of super Mario brothers. Like I don't need to to deal with the hammer brothers. I don't, I don't need to deal with all that swimming bullshit. Yeah. Or like, or like those fish that fucking fly out of the ocean and land on your head. (laughs) I don't need that shit. No, thank you. Bowser's hard enough with the fire and all his fucking Flames coming after me, lava, <laughs> asshole.
0: <laughs> uh, it was not too long ago, a friend of mine and I did this zombie run in uh, where was it Temecula or something like that, and um, mm-hmm. we did it during the day. <laughs> There's all these people dressed up like zombies. <laughs> did it during the day, so zombies who are clearly um, college students, um, <laughs> you know, with with ketchup on their shirts the right. day are not are not very scary, and uh, we just we'd both signed up for it, but we were just weren't in the mood for it uh, that day. But we did want to not go, so there's all these mud obstacles, and we just kind of ran around the mud obstacles. <laughs> 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 and it was uh, we got done in record time, Um, but yeah, it we took all the fun out of it for sure. All right, well, hey, warp pipes, Mario Brothers, that'll probably be on the on the final four. Um, so then it's going to be Winfield letting us know his fourth one.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, my fourth choice: uh, obnoxious shortcut life lesson warnings. Oh, yeah. Uh, while Intrigued. I was looking, while I was um looking for the subject, uh, and kind of doing trying to find any like thing interesting, I came up with um Robert Altman shortcuts, and then I oh, kept yeah. coming up with all these different quotes from like anonymous writers. Uh, just warning about the dire effects from um, writing. And the one that uh, stood out was um, J.R.R. Tolkien from The Fellowship of the Ring, "With uh, Shortcuts Make Long Delays. And like, your book is a thousand pages long. Like, obviously <laughs> you're not into taking shortcuts in writing, mm-hmm. but then I just found a ton of other like inspirational shortcut type um, uh, and they're all like credited to like unknown. Forget shortcuts, work for it. Mm. The only shortcut uh, that was... uh, Do you know who said that? Um. Unknown. Here's another one. Uh, The only shortcut in life is hard work. Anonymous. Mm. Hmm. I thought that was said by the cat that was hanging from a branch. (laughs) (laughs) Always look for shortcuts with limited intelligence. And I just thought, boy, there is just an industry of like... Just trying to be so self-aggrandizing and like uh, God, just so magnanimous about like not taking shortcuts when it's like you know what, God, get over yourself. Mm-hmm. Anti-shortcut yeah. people, you people are living a life that is way too hard. Are <laughs> yeah, you writing probably- this stuff? Are you, are you writing this stuff out in pen and in ink, di- dipping it into a quill? Are you making the ink yourself? Are you like <laughs> are you, like, like taking the feathers? Off of a bird, yeah. and then fastening them down, and then making the ink somehow, and then taking the pulp of a tree, mm-hmm. and then squeezing it out and running it through a thing. No, you've, 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 unless you're your from, church.
2: unless you're from Portland, in which case I believe that's how, <laughs> that's how true. all school kids have to, uh, to write.
0: Well, do you feel like there's some, um, some, some of the topics we have have different interpretations and in developmental, um, developmental when you sometimes in doing art we can evade actually becoming artists by taking the easy way to do it or not challenging ourselves or developing ourselves and it sounds like that's what they're really talking about but but uh i don't know have you ever seen those videos of where disney used like the same reference material for you know the bears dancing around with each other (laughs) yeah You you could tell that they've they've uh Taking a shortcut to to get to something where...
1: Yeah, so someone else has already drawn it.
0: Yeah, somebody else
1: They're all, they're all dan- These cats are dancing. We yeah. need to cat- draw more cats dancing. We got it.
0: Yeah, I, I imagine, too, uh, Michelangelo kind of comes in for the final polish on a lot of those sculptures <laughs> you see there. <laughs> <laughs> Put some muscles on him. Make sure his biceps are really jacked. All right, I'll, I'll come in at the end, chip my name on the side of it. All right, Richard, what's your final one?
2: All right, so you kind of mentioned uh, uh, being on a a course and deciding to kind of avoid the hard stuff and do the easy stuff. Um, And I had started thinking about, you know, in most cases, taking a shortcut, a route, point A to point B, and finding a faster, quicker, shorter route to do that is completely Mm -hmm. acceptable. The one time when it's probably not is if you're running the Boston Marathon. okay, And that's what happened in 1980 when a woman named Rosie Ruiz came out of nowhere to shock the racing world by winning the Boston Marathon in a course record time. And no one had ever heard of her. She wasn't one of the favorites. And no one could figure out how did this unknown woman come out of nowhere to, to win the Boston Marathon. Well, turns out she took the subway to about a mile and a half from the finish line popped out of the crowd and jogged the, the the final mile and a half ahead of her competition. I love it. Yeah. Rosie Reese had uh, qualified uh, for the Boston marathon uh, by, by running in the New York city marathon and allegedly finishing 11th. Mm. Um, She also uh, turned in her application for the New York city marathon after the cutoff date for the race. But she claimed that she was dying of brain cancer, so they decided to let her slide. Oh God, what a horrible person! Yeah, she uh, she basically she got done with the race and they and gave her the laurel that you win for just like with the horses, they give you like a laurel mm-hmm. for winning the race. And uh, she right away when they started interviewing her, like everyone knew something was up. She wasn't pouring sweat. Her legs weren't like as muscly as the other other racers. She was holding a beer. No, that last part she wasn't doing. <laughs> but um, she didn't understand basic concepts like intervals and splits that runners oh, kind of yeah. things that runners kind of know by heart. Didn't when they asked what kind of interval what kind of training she did, she just said, "Well, I just ran a lot." Just all this stuff that if you were an elite runner, you would you wouldn't yeah. know that. And her stress test results they took after the race had she had a resting heart rate of 76 and most Mm -hmm. marathoners have, it's in the fifties or lower. Wow. And it turns out that a couple of Harvard students wound up reporting that they saw her run out of the crowd on Commonwealth Avenue, about a half a mile from the race. And a freelance photographer remembered seeing her on the subway And going with her to the race and kind of losing her when they first, when they got to the actual race course itself. So it was this big, huge investigation. She wound up getting the, uh, obviously getting disqualified from the race. And her name is now synonymous in running world with someone who takes a shortcut to try Mm -hmm. and win a race. Which is a, a relatively common thing, unfortunately. It may not be as extreme as that. Uh-huh. But, you know, guys or, guys or gals uh, taking a shortcut, you know, taking a direct path instead of rounding a corner, doing stuff like that. They have to have sensors now, so you hit different checkpoints to try and make sure that people don't cut things off. But she was she was the original, uh, or at least the most infamous wow. shortcut taker in, in road racing history. I, I didn't know that
0: they were... I, I thought now... There's so much electronic observation that one could uh, be very easily observed to to cheat. But I guess not if you're doing trail running or some things where you're off in, a, they can't cover a whole marathon with a camera all the yeah, time. Yeah,
2: apparently it's really common in ultra marathons. Okay. Yeah. Where you're running the same course, like like 20 laps or 50 laps or however long you're going. Then uh-huh, uh-huh. so someone might just sort of like go around the sensor and then wait a little while and then come back again. Okay. Around it, instead of running the whole course, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the, just the. Now, according to a friend of hers, later on said that she admitted that she did it, but thought that she was thought she was going to come out and finish somewhere in the top ten. She wasn't planning on actually winning the race, but that she accidentally came out ahead of everybody. <laughs> what a weird. What a weird... <laughs> Which is just. You know, if you're going to go to all the trouble to try and like cheat at the Boston Marathon, mm-hmm. at least know where the other runners are so you can yeah. ease into whatever spot you think is good. Like, and what's the point of finishing 10th? Yeah. You know, I, I get it if you're trying to win the race and get the prize money and all the attention. Mm-hmm. But if your real intent was to try and finish in the top, you know, 10th or 15th yeah. or 20th or whatever, that seems like that's just a lot of work for a low amount of reward
0: yeah I, and also she's revealing she's got weird principles like oh no i never meant to cheat that way i only meant to yeah, i cheat. didn't mean to cheat that much
2: it's just I, she's still cheating <laughs> yeah. i only meant to take a little bit of steroids yeah.
0: yeah wow what a trip rosie ruiz it does sound like a character from uh does sound like a cabbage patch kid or something, <laughs> yeah, something like It does it. a little bit <laughs> And later on, she became the Boston Marathon bomber, right? Didn't she?
1: Okay, we'll don't, move on to the. You don't partner. believe that's correct.
0: <laughs> Where uh, we're not going to take a shortcut. We're going to uh, list off the winners. This is a bit of a fun topic. Um, uh, let's go with um, Warp Pipes, Mario Brothers, just because we all both said it, and then. Um, I really thought that was a fun... I learned a lot about you, Michael, um, in your story about the physical shortcuts uh, and getting stuck and shocked by the cow wires. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thus, a superhero is born. The the high voltage from <laughs> the wires mixed with the cow dung that had uh, uh, created a staph infection. Um, uh, the, uh, electric,
1: uh, the electric moo. Is
0: yeah, here. yeah. Um, and let's go with um, pre-chopped veggies. Yeah, good. And mm-hmm. and uh, let's go with. Um, mm, boy, this is this is real tough. This is real tough. Uh, I'm gonna go with the paths through the shrubbery because it, it's a, co- a social commentary. <laughs> social commentary. <laughs> this has been Mount Rushmore of shortcuts. I, as always, am Robert Altman.
2: I'm Julianne Moore without any pants.
1: Nice, nice. I'm Michael. Ah! Ah! Never bites. No shortcut for me.